brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Hey, and welcome to this Sips episode, where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. And that's been disputed. By pretty much everybody, anybody, anybody on and everybody. Earth. Uh, this is a one-hour show. A fact. Give or take. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> entertaining for much less than that. Oh, Way, way less than that. Far less than that. We're talking like, you know. A fraction. Yeah, like tiny little fractions. Like, you know, like how many people get the flu and how many people end up getting really bad over it? It's like 0.1%. Yeah, we're less than that. So (laughs) you're better off listening to this show than getting the flu or COVID. So, you know. Yes. You'll you'll probably survive this show better. (laughs) Alcohol kills germs. Yes, you'll definitely survive. If it does, we're sanitizing. If alcohol kills germs, then we all should be basically be walking around in the ICU, just like breathing on people. <laughs> That's a great I have, idea. I have, it is. I, I have therapeutic been, hospital visits. Right. I have. I'm, like, I'm like a god. I just. I breathe. Hold on. I'm going to give mouth to mouth to this one. Brent, they're you know, cured. people back oh, from the dead. Yeah. Right. They. Right. You know they have those those comfort dogs that they bring in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go around mouth to mouth and everybody and saving their lives. Went like we're the you know like Brent's we're the next comfort coming. mouth. It'd be awesome. Oh. <laughs> oh. That went into the toilet really really fast. So. Okay. Moving on. This is a family show. You know. Uh, <laughs> This is Made Man Bob, and joining me are <laughs> Brent with the comfort mouth. <laughs> no, I'm just happy in the basement here. I'm happy you finally got a fireplace. Well, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just but it didn't mean you should be burning your clothes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no hope. And Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. It's a delight to be here, as always. The uh, the, the the humor is already in the toilet. The humor, um, our eternal souls. Uh, <laughs> I've got a half a dozen nuns that are just listening to me right now, going, "Where did we fail? Where did we fail?" So, <laughs> none of rules. I'm sorry, Sister John. I'm sorry, and go to boy Justin. Good morning, Bob. Looking forward to the panoply of whiskey today. Ooh, that's a big word. That's uh, a word dollar you, word. Man, how oh. many syllables is that? Wow. Somebody's been reading their old he's, SAT book. He's, <laughs> he's counting. You know, he's counting on his fingers right now how many syllables that is. <laughs> yeah, he can only get up to 10. 20 if he takes his shoes off. Right. 20 and a half if he's naked. So, all right. Well, Brent and Maury and myself <laughs> are with the Bourbon Mafia. Uh, the Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization that is composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states and two countries, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. 
The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check them out on Facebook at the Bourbon Mafia. We are also sponsored in part by the Florida Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, you can visit them at ftlws.com. And we are also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the animatic machines, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. Can we stop talking about the machines that don't work? Can we just say I'm trying to be nice because he's not here. Um, yeah. Anyways. When are you nice? Never. Right now. Just going. Never. I'm just trying there. it out. Just go in there, see what it bottle you like, you. and open it up. Like, you've you never tried out something new. It doesn't suit you. You've never tried out. How about that kind of, I came to your house, and you were wearing all your, uh, never mind. <sighs> Sorry, so, Denise. Every, everybody should go to Fine Spirits. Sorry. Argue that the animatic machine should work and demand a discount. Exactly. There you go. So <laughs> They'll sip, get fixed in a week. Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and today's show is all about whiskey. And here's some of the whiskeys we're going to be tasting today. We have the Bullet Blender Select. We have the Frey Ranch Straight Bourbon Batch Number One. We have Chicken Cock Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. We have Quantikilty Irish Whiskey, the Imperial Stout Trooper. We have Rampur Indian Single Malt Double Cask. And from Ardbeg, we have the committee release of Ardbeg Black. And we're going to have Maury tell us about the sips ratings because the last time we had Justin do it, it was just pathetic so i resemble that remark it's it was just it was the worst accent ever i mean it was just it was horrible well Haste thank you please. bob uh, it's worse than a drunken leprechaun <laughs> okay uh we will be discussing our whiskeys and rating them with our signature sips ratings plus our signature sounds here are those ratings one sip give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have, Bob? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Mmm, interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classic. You hear that? That's him doing his sexy voice. Doesn't work, but that's him doing it. <laughs> Hey, got to give a guy credit for well, trying. Yeah, I'm totally five sips. Credit. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes, 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 yes. Bob, how much did you pay your wife to record that for you? I didn't have to pay her. I just came home early one day and I heard the noise, so I recorded it. Why? Oh, okay. I'm just curious. Juan <laughs> man been finished. I mean, he was here, I think, because Juan Mar is out back running. So it's the pool guy. Oh, you don't have a pool. <laughs> no, he only comes That's Ramon. Every, he comes every other week. That's Ramon. Hey, he's worth a hundred bucks a month. I mean, she's as pleased as punch whenever he's around. All right. So let's have uh, Brent tell us about our first whiskey of the day. Thanks, Bob. Created by Bullet Blender, Ebony Major. Did I get that one right? Yep. Wow, that's good. Bullet Bourbon Blender Select number one, so this is the first one, I guess, is the latest innovation out of Bullet Distilling Company. First annual. First annual. And is made by blending three out of the ten whiskey types used to make the original Bullet Bourbon. Although it is a non-aged state of whiskey, it is aged a minimum of nine years in oak barrels with a number four char, with barrel heads with a number two char. 
So they little did a little bit differently instead of making it all the same. So that averages to number three. No, no, no way. The, the, the heads are smaller. Yeah. Heads are yeah. smaller. Pi. So, so three point one four. Brian, what do you know about small heads? <laughs> Ooh. Bullet okay. Bourbon Blender Select Number One is the first offering in the new limited edition Blenders Select series, which offers the blending team an opportunity to experiment and flex their creativity in the lab at Bullet and Stirring Company. And we took a took a trip up there this, uh, this spring, and it was very nice, very pleasant. Oh, I got a beautiful oh, facility. Oh, I love that new facility. It's great. It's uh, it's if you're over in the area, you got to make sure to stop in there. But yeah, about halfway between Louisville and Frankfurt, you pass right by it. It's uh, about two minutes across the road from uh, Jep the Creed as well. So it's nice. Yeah, if you're there, definitely swing by. Yeah. So this is a Bullet Blender Select non-age stated, fifty percent ABV, and uh, so hundred proof. So the color of this is a nice copper, burnished color. Just just. Your typical brown? No, there's no brown in this. Trademark like violation a, again. It's like a gold. It's like a goldish, uh, copperish color. There's no brown uh, on the nose. I get the get the very it's a, cherries, just cherries and vanillas and plum, just pop out at me on the nose. They just burst. Oh God, I love that. Love this nose. This is great. On the palate, I get uh, cherries, cloves black pepper tobacco just a beautiful blend nice nice creamy mouthfeel this is a it's nice long finish this is nice i like i like where they're going with this i like what they've what they've done of selecting it, it kind of reminds me of what makers mark does when they do one of their one of their uh limited edition bourbons you know when the when the master distiller makes a one of their blends. I think they've kind of followed in the same kind of footsteps it looks like. Maury, what do you think? I would echo everything you said. I think it's a beautifully made whiskey. It's nice. It's rounded. Um, just uh, mouth coating. Really, really lovely. I think uh, I think they did a nice job, and I agree with you. It does have some reminiscence of the uh, Maker's Program. Justin? So... I thought the color was definitely a light brown. And on the nose. <laughs> really? That's a surprise. It was vanilla, spice, and oak. <sighs> on the palate, it really reminded me of old Coca-Cola, before Coca-Cola Classic, before New Coke, the real old Coke. Um, and then it had like light hints of vanilla and blood fruit at the end of it. The spinach... The spinach. The finish. <laughs> the spinach. No spinach in this product whatsoever. Yeah. Was long and spicy. I I would really love to try this with frozen Coke and see what would happen. Now, it's great straight, but I think that'd be a lot of fun. What'd you think, Bob? I'd really like to try it with a spinach salad. <laughs> I'm sitting here racking my brain going, do I have a Popeye sound effect here in the computer? Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I, I, I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, I think it's extremely well put together. Um, it's got a really great nose to it. A little more perfumey than I'm used to from Bullet. Hmm. 
but it's got a nice body to it. Pretty good mouthfeel. Good coating on the tongue. We're going to give it three sips. Interesting. Hey, and we're back, and we're talking about whiskey. So let's, uh, we just finished talking about the Bullet Blender Select, number one. And we gave that a three-sip rating. So we're moving on to our next whiskey. Let me grab that, which is from Fry Ranch. It's the Fry Ranch Straight Bourbon, batch number one. Uh, no age statement, non-chill filtered, 45% ABV, 90 proof. Uh, Colby Fry is a fifth-generation farmer who grew up working on his family's 1,500-acre ranch located in Fallon in northern Nevada up near Lake Tahoe. Hey, that's where uh, Ben Cartwright's place is. Huh. Bonanza, baby. Yeah. The Ponderosa. So uh, the Fry family has a long history in the area dating back to 1854. Long, uh, long practitioners of sustainable farming, their family motto, be good to the land and the land will be good to you, is engraved on the bottom of every bottle of their whiskey. Along with distiller and certified crop advisor Russell Wedlake, look at him, he's picking a bottle up. He's gonna. He wants to see if it says it on the bottom. Well, the bottle is a great looking bottle. I mean, it, I mean. The thing, the bottle weighs like 14 pounds. Along with the distiller and certified crop advisor, Russell Wed, uh, Wedlake, uh, they make their whiskey using grains that are 100% grown, malted, distilled, matured, and bottled on the ranch. Very, uh, very few people can say that. Yeah. I mean, nobody malts. No. Nobody. Know? So that's that's hardcore. Uh, aged a minimum of four years, Fry Ranch Straight Bourbon Whiskey is made with a four-grain mash bill consisting of non-GMO corn, winter cereal rye, winter wheat, and two-row barley. So, on the nose, I'm definitely getting some vanilla. I get some oak out of it. And uh, almost a sort of a waxy kind of sandalwood note to it. And on the palate, hold on. Hmm. On the palate, I'm getting uh, almost like a like a rosewood, linseed oil, kind of like a, a, a but a bit of brown sugar, a little bit of vanilla on it. Got a nice mouthfeel. Definitely coats the tongue. What did you think, Justin? Well, when I first opened this, don't tell me you hurt. You tasted spinach. I definitely got some off notes. Spinach? Um, no, not spinach. When I yeah. Okay. When it when it first opened, spinach in the last one. Really? I got notes of like paint thinner, orange, and Lysol. But after fifteen to thirty minutes open, all those negative nose notes went away. And it became like a traditional bourbon nose on the palate. It was rich, complex. Um, got some raisins and cashews on it. It had a good mouthfeel to it. The finish is short, but you expect that because Four years, it's yeah. young. Um, you could just tell that the stuff they put in it is quality. And I wonder where you get certified for crops because that would be interesting and is it riding crops or stuff you grow i'm not sure what do you think maury wow <laughs> okay yeah no yeah i just oh, lord have mercy <laughs> go ahead maury 
I would uh, echo a lot of the things that Justin said. So at the risk of uh, not repeating it all, I agree. It had some petroleum and a little bit of off-putting uh, aromas on the nose initially. They seem to have blown off with yeah. a good 30, I, 45 minutes. I don't know minutes what you guys are smelling. Glass. I think you're smelling the hand sanitizer in your hands. I never got any of that. Oh, no, I didn't sanitize today. No. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's just your swarthiness. Okay. That's correct. Oh, great. Awesome. I, I figured Harmeet wasn't here. Someone needed to play, awesome. play the role. Now I know what that stink is. Okay. But it's got a beautiful mahogany color. It's definitely not brown. It's mahogany. And uh, honestly, for four years, it, they, they've got some great good. color. Yeah. That is yeah. A, yeah. I love where it's going. I'd love to see this whiskey in another two or three years. To me, it's a little bit on the young side. But nonetheless, it, I agree with everything Justin said. It's well made. The packaging is gorgeous. I, I love the fact. I love when people send us full bottles so we can really see the packaging. And in this one, the packaging does not disappoint. That uh, brass uh cork topper is just unbelievable the glass on the bottle is heavy it's dense it reminds me a lot of um peerless the, the peerless uh, one yeah but a different shape and they've got the brand i don't know if their exact brand looks like that but they've got this little metal medallion both on the top and on the front of the bottle i mean it's just gorgeous packaging and honestly i think the whiskey does not disappoint it's not it's not absolute where they spend all their money on advertising it, you know what it is it's a classic four-year-old four-grain bourbon yeah We've had right. quite a few newer distilleries that have come out with a four grain, and this has got that that four grain palette to it. This like, isn't that like you said, than well made, Taylor. Yeah, and I love the fact that they've uh, fiddled with the four grains. I think it's nice. There are yep. not very many out there. Um, the it, fact that they're they're I mean, not only they're growing it, not only they're mashing, they're it, malting, they're malting it. I mean, who the hell does that? Hill Rock. Yeah. Other than them, that's it. Right. There's not very many. There's not very I mean, many. That's, I mean. Yeah. You know how many places in Scotland still malt? About two. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's nobody does that. So that's my hats off to them because man, they are they are using, taking the hard road uphill. Some, and they're also using some interesting, slightly off-center grains: the a winter cereal rye, uh, the winter wheat, and a two-row barley. I mean, none of those are sort of you know right down the middle. And of course, a non-GMO corn. So I think they're they're doing it right. They're yeah. trying to buy the best ingredients out there. And I think this is going to be one to watch over the next five uh, years. You Definitely. just want to go out there so you can ride out on the Ponderosa with Haas and little Joe. That's what it is. I've already done that, yeah, but I I'd like to go back. It. Yeah, I doubt it. Haas wouldn't ride with you. Haas is too cool. What do you think, Brent? Yeah, to me, this has the makings of of uh, Dave Pickerel of the teachings of what he used to do and and how he's how he made the his bourbons and stuff like that um, and. And I think that's where they're going with this. And I think that's where they're going. They're malting their own. They're you know they're doing their own malt. They're using four grains. They're uh, everything's going right with this. You know the the bottling, the packaging, everything just seems to be working for them and stuff. So it's going to be very interesting to see where it ends up in another two, three, four years. Uh, you know I think this is well on its way to. Uh, you know, just establishing themselves, mm -hmm. doing the right thing, and um, oh yeah, they're way out of the curve. Yeah, yeah, they are. You know, just just by just by doing what they're doing right now. Um, and uh, like I said, it's got uh, it's got Dave's fingerprints all over it. And I don't know if he'd had anything to do with it or not, but that's um, 
you know, he had his hand in a lot of a uh, lot of place, a lot of uh, distilleries, and this just makes me the way they're doing it, it makes me think of w- the way he was teaching some of these distilleries to do it. So, I know, Brent. I, I think that what you said is interesting, and I agree with you. I think that the whiskey has improved dramatically in the glass. We say there's no substitute for time and uh, time in the barrel, but this whiskey really has benefited tremendously from time in the glass. Uh, it's dramatically better from when we first poured and tasted it. Uh, 45 minutes or so ago and uh, i would agree with you i think they're doing everything in the right way and uh heading the right direction and it'll be really fun to see where they evolve to yeah well we're going to be rating the uh, fray ranch straight bourbon batch number one three sips interesting so we're moving on to our next whiskey and we're going to have uh, popeye over here tell us all about it well, today we're going to talk about Chicken Cock Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's 45% alcohol by volume and 90 proof. And if you drink it too fast, you're going to sound just like I just did. Chicken Cock Kentucky Straight Bourbon is distilled, aged, and bottled in Kentucky and a replica of the Prohibition-era Chicken Cock Bottle. Established in 1856 in Paris, Kentucky. I wonder if that's near Versailles. Yeah, Ten I think it's just outside of Versailles. Right. Not too far from Athens, Georgia, or Paris, Texas, I believe. Yeah. There you go. I'm a Ten- traveled, traveled individual. <laughs> Ten years before Jack Daniels. So this is a ancient label. Chicken Cock rose to fame as the house whiskey at the Cotton Club, one of Prohibition's most legendary speakeasies. And uh, amazing music there, too. Known as the famous old brand, and the whiskey in a tin can, chicken cock was smuggled into the club in sealed tin cans, then ceremoniously opened tableside. After Prohibition, the brand enjoyed a resurgent couple of decades before a distillery fire just after World War II put it out of business. Chicken cock whiskey is currently being made through Bardstown Bourbon's collaborative distiller program. And... This whiskey, I got a nose uh, before, like orange potpourri. I uh, detected some grits and butter and floral fruity notes on the palate. I got um, traditional bourbon notes, but sweeter than many. And the finish was short, but... It was pretty decent. What did you think, Maury? I agree. I think it's a nice whiskey. Um, I've had some other expressions from Chicken Cock that I've really liked. Um, I'm not sure exactly which one this is and where it fits the line, but I thought it's a nice whiskey. It's pleasant. It's easy drinking. It's affordable. Uh, it's got all the basics uh, covered nicely. There's really nothing wrong with it. It doesn't rise to the level of extravagant or, wow, I got to go find this. But uh, I think for what it is in the glass, it's uh, very approachable and uh, something that you wouldn't pour out. Brent? Yeah. On the nose, um, I got some oranges, flowers. I got dandelions on the nose. Yeah. It just reminded me of dandelions. Um, the uh, It's nice to see when these old labels get resurrected and you know who picks it up and what they do to it and how they make it their own. And this one is very unique in that aspect. I I don't know that there's anything else that tastes quite like this. 
you know, as far as like a traditional bourbon or anything, it's, uh, it's still, to me, it's just still on the young side, you know, definitely it's a, you know, they're, they're in the process of resurrecting it. Um, so I look forward to where this goes in a couple of years. This, you know, has got some good, really good promise to it. So, Bob? Well, it's, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a classic, classic label. Um, I mean, if you go, if, if you collect old prohibition type memorabilia, old whiskey bottles and stuff, everybody that is in the whiskey community has seen the chicken cock label, the old bottles, how they came in the tin can. Um, I've seen some of the cans, you know, I've seen one of them that still has a bottle in it, still sealed. Well, you assume Ooh. it's still in there. You can't see. Um, so it's it's very nice to see that you know an old heritage label like that somebody picked it up and somebody is is you know working hard to try and bring it back. I'm, I don't know where they're sourcing the whiskey from for right now, but uh, you know the original release that they did the the commemorative bottle you know that one was yeah it was bloody expensive, uh, but it was really really nice. This is this is a really good effort. It's got a lot of citrus to it on the nose. And I think Justin hit it right on the head. Yeah, like grits and butter. It's got this buttery cereal. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut now yeah. and then. Every it's got, now and it's then. got that cereal note to it, you know, like that cream of wheat kind of grits and porridge and butter. Really nice uh, edge to the nose. And, mm. and it, too, has really improved nicely in the glass. Mm -hmm. Again, a little more off-putting when we first poured it. But I thought with some time in the glass, it's uh, made it made a nice difference. Yeah, I mean it's it's got a nice palate, it's got a medium length finish. Mostly for me, mostly side palate and front palate, middle and back are, are dropping off a bit. Um, but again, you know, f you know, for for a reasonable amount of money, this is this is uh, this is pretty good pour for the money. So, um, what is that flavor that I'm picking up? It's almost like a cotton candy, I think. Mm. like a confection or sugar it's it's a very very sweet bourbon uh, yeah and it's it's almost like a pink cotton candy kind of uh note on the tip of the tongue cotton candy i think you nailed yeah. it yeah this resurrection of of all these bourbon brands is just phenomenal of you know and you know it makes me wonder like how many of them are actually going to stick around um you know what is which ones are which ones are going to be resurrected and you know, and, and then make the longevity process. Well, who uh, knows? I mean, you know, a lot of these brands that are getting resurrected were around for a long time and then, you know, disappeared. Right. So, you know, right. they may disappear again. Some of the new brands that just came out may disappear, and those may come back in 50 years. I mean, I won't know. I'll be senile or dead at that point. Right, right. But it, it makes you wonder because you you, you you can look at Scotch and look at uh, at uh, Islay and uh, – and how many were there, you know, how many scotch, you know, how many distilleries were there and how many have actually survived. And, you know, you don't see a lot of those old ones coming back. Uh, but Oh, well, you see, well, a, lot, a lot of them are coming back now. Scotch is hot. Yeah. There's a, there's quite a few in Scotland, uh, the older labels that, you know, were victims of, you know, the 80s, the, the 70s and the 60s and the whiskey glut um, yeah. that, you know, ceased to exist. And they're actively either rebuilding the facilities or reopening the facilities so it's i mean whiskey's a hot thing right now worldwide so you've got a lot of people 
resurrecting some of these heritage brands. You've got some people resurrecting the historic properties, you know, like uh, Castle and Key. Right. Um, you know, the old uh, Brora label in Scotland is that, you know, Brora is being resurrected. You know, there's, there's quite a few. Uh, Rosebank is coming back. There's there's a lot of distilleries that, you know, were mothballed or shut down in Scotland coming back. So you've got that going in addition to the new ones that are coming online, you know, completely from scratch, new labels. But it's, it's you know, it's, it's heartening to see, you know, the heritage labels, the history, you know, people saving. Well, um, uh, uh, James Pepper. Very, very, very old brand, and uh, yes. the guys over oh, there yeah. in Lexington brought that back, and they're doing great stuff with that. So it's it's really nice to see the old heritage brands, you know, coming back, and and they're you know they're doing some good work. I mean, this is a this is a solid effort. So, hmm. It's, it's However, one. I will tell you guys that uh, the uh, the folks that sent us this, uh, they they have a uh, chicken cock rye coming out. Um, so in the next couple of weeks, we should be getting a sample of that, which I'm looking forward to because I always love a good rye. And, well, I always love anything with alcohol in it. So, <laughs> so what the heck? That'll be nice. So we're, uh, you know, we're looking good. So for the uh, chicken cock uh, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, we're going to be giving that three sips. Interesting. All right, so we're moving on to our next whiskey. If we can get sleepy down there at the end of the table to wake up. Oh, you want me to wake up? Yeah. Okay. That'd be nice. All right. The next whiskey is the Clonakilty Irish Whiskey. Imperial I used to think he was grumpy, Stout but turns Trooper. out he's sleepy. Uh, it's a non-age dated whiskey at 50.2% ABV or 100.4 proof for those of you who are mathematically challenged. 1,400 bottles of this were made. The Clonakilty Distillery founders, the Scully family, have farmed their land by the Atlantic coast of Ireland in County of Cork for eight consecutive successive generations. A commitment to both heritage and innovation has led them to revive ancient malting barley varieties for their whiskey. Their fields at the base of Galley Head Lighthouse are influenced by the sea mist, soft rain, and ocean spray, which provides a complexity to the soil that permeates right through to each individual grain. Their warehouse is also located near the ocean where pure clean air transported across thousands of miles of the Atlantic provides a freshness unspoiled by human intervention. Isn't that cool? Oh yeah. The expression we're trying I wrote today yeah. <laughs> is a malt and grain blend that was first aged in ex bourbon barrels before being finished in seasoned casks from new England brewing company that were previously used to mature their Imperial stout trooper, Imperial stout. This limited expression just received double gold at the 2020 San Francisco World Spirits competition. So, we'll be back and tell you a little bit more about the Clonakilty Irish Whiskey. Hey, and we're back, and Maury's telling us about a uh, new expression from the folks at Clonakilty Irish Whiskey, their Imperial Stout Trooper. So, great name. It's yeah, it's it's it, the label's cool. Well, that that's the name of the beer. It's an IPA from that that brewery, and it's called Imperial Stout Trooper. But it's they've got they've got a, a Imperial Stormtrooper 
uh, helmet on the label, so it's really cool. Yeah. The geek in me comes out. Yeah, we didn't have the uh, the benefit of seeing the original packaging as we got a small uh, media sale. Oh, yeah, this, this one's rare. There's not a lot of these. Yeah. We were lucky to get what we got. That being said, uh, let's talk about the color. So don't be put off by the color. Remember, you can't drink color. This whiskey is super light. Well, I mean... It's Irish whiskey. It's usually, I mean, it's yeah. not brown. It's as as Justin would say, it's not brown, it's not light brown. It's not brown. It's not, no, this not is brown. Uh, uh, just a pale yellow, uh, very light. It's the lightest thing we've had today. But again, don't be put off by the color. On the nose, there's a lot going on. You got cocoa, tiramisu, honeyed almonds, a hint of uh, some some hops. Um, I really like the nose. On the palate, it's rich and viscous and mouth coating there's these milk chocolate truffles there's some notes of oak hints of espresso um and then it just has this this lovely finish that just sort of fades goes on and on and on and then just fades uh i think this is a lovely whiskey as far as irish whiskeys go uh it's hard to remember one that i've had that was better than this in quite some time this one's really yeah. really pleasant uh and again it's not a scotch it's not a bourbon brent I, but I know as that. far as Irish whiskeys goes, this is about as good as they get. Yeah, I mean they're they're fairly new here in the states. They've been around for a while, but uh, newer brand here in the states. And we've had the luck to work with one of the founders here. And uh, when he told me about this one, I said, "Boy, that sounds interesting." He says, I, "He says I will definitely get you a sample." He says, "You're going to love this one. It's absolutely it's like a candy bar." Oh my it's gosh. Just- uh, mm. It's got a lot of chocolate, a lot of nut, a lot of uh, really interesting. Um, I mean, it's on the nose. It's just it's cocoa and like hot buttered, sticky, sweet pastry and and mocha and it's little bits of uh, like cocoa and espresso and on the mouth. Hold on. Mm. It's got a great mouthfeel to it. Um, that that the milk chocolate espresso, and you definitely pick up the hops in the IPA. It's it's again a lot of times like the last show that we did. A lot of times people will do barrel finishes, and sometimes it tastes more like what was in the barrel to begin with, as opposed to what it's supposed to taste like. Um, I've had a lot of whiskey that was finished in various beer casks, and this one was done very well. You're just picking up those high notes. Of the IPA, it's not overpowering just at all. Just filling in the holes. Yeah, just filling in the holes. You're picking up that little bit of light hoppiness to it and the sweetness. And man, it's just this is this is this is like you said, this is one of the better Irish whiskeys I've had. This one is really great. What do you think, Brett? I enjoyed this. This is this is nice. It's very pleasant. It's very fruity. That's the one thing right off the bat you get. Oh to, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's great fruit. It's a sweet. It's um, you got that cocoa. Uh, when I when I hit the palate the first time, I said, "Oh my god!" It just took me back to childhood. Cocoa puffs. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is what this is." Yeah. He's got cocoa, this cocoa, cocoa for cocoa, cocoa puffs. for cocoa puffs with the with a little bit with some fruit on added to it, yeah. and um, you know, it's a little bit of, just that little bit of the wood tannins to it that just just to even it out man they got a winner here this yeah. is something that uh, they got yeah it's a hit you know so and like i said they were also very kind and uh and and hopefully working with us on a barrel that they're doing with a local brewery here in florida um that we're working on to do as a uh, charitable barrel to help uh 
my favorite charity honor flight. So with any luck, that one will be as, as good as, as this one and, uh, it'll sell out quick. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, so far. Wow. Yeah. yeah. what do you think, Justin? On the nose, I got uh, rich malt, citrus fruit, and, um, I couldn't get any of the beer on the nose on the palate. Um, I got a rush of the cocoa puffs that Brent got. And then I kind of got this creaminess. It was kind of like a chocolate cheesecake Danish going on. And then ended with a slight touch of the Imperial stat, which I really yeah. noted on the exhale. That's where you get it. You get it on the very end. You get the hops. Yeah. And, yeah. Breathing out. Oh, yeah. I can feel it. And uh, long nose and very impressive. Probably the best irish whiskey i've ever had and um i'm sorry it's your first whiskey but you'll be liking them as you try more yeah i may be biased slightly because my girlfriend's entire family is from county cork in ireland so um there's that involved in it and you can kind of tell that it was made near the ocean kind of remembered me reminded me of the jefferson's ocean kind of thing where you get that sea air permeating it. So obviously it's a very complex whiskey. And Irish whiskey is usually very simple. And this has a lot of notes and layers. Well, some is wow. and some is and some isn't. But this one this one's stunning. So we're gonna be rating the uh Quantikilty Irish Whiskey Imperial Stout Trooper four sips. That's classified. So we're moving on to our next whiskey. We'll have Brent tell us about that one. Thanks. I'm going to see how many of these words I can mess up. Okay. So this is the Ramper Indian Single Malt Double Cask. It's a non-age stated, 45% uh, elk, uh, and uh, 90 proof. So this is a Radical Kyatin Limited. is one of the largest players in the Indian spirits industry. Formerly known as Ramper Distillery, it was established in 1943. RKL is one of the largest distilleries of Ethyl alcohol in ethyl, Asia. Ethyl, ethyl alcohol. You live on this stuff. It's your I mother's milk. How can you mispronounce ethyl alcohol? You know, <laughs> in Asia, producing molasses. I told you I was going to be very good, very challenged on this one. He's been drinking. Extra neutral alcohol, grain neutral spirit, and malt spirit. Their distillery is based in Rampur in the northern part of India at the foothills of the Himalayas. They supply our extra neutral alcohol to all manufacturers in India, including Diego, Pernod, Diageo. Bacardi, Diageo, Diageo, Diego, Diego, <laughs> USL, and, and others as well as Eno, Diageo. Hold on, hold and, on. Let me, let me fix this for him. Diageo, Pernod, Bacardi, USL, as well as, as well as ethanol neutral alcohol to Diageo and Pernod. For their bottling operations outside India. Okay, there you go. Go. <laughs> RKL also produces branded bottled whiskey, vodka, rum, brandy, and gin. While their Malta story has been in operation for 25 years, and they have been aging malt since then, they waited until they felt they had the right product and adequate stock to launch their own brand, Ramper Indian Single Malt Whiskey. Using Indian six-row malted barley, Ramper was launched in 2016 in Las Vegas, the brand is now available in over 20 countries. The Ramper Indian Single Malt Double Cask Expression we are trying today was launched in March 2019. This expression is crafted by maturation in hand 
picked American bourbon barrels and European oak sherry casks. So this has got a nice, this has got that more of that bourbon color, that coppery color to it and stuff. On the nose, I get a lot of, uh, it's just, uh, it just reminds me, bubble gum, toffee, honey. Then I get a little bit of a, like a hay field. Like if I'm just like oh, yeah. driving straw. past. Yeah. Yeah, big yeah. straw note. Yep, just driving past her and stuff. Yeah, on the palate, I get um, some cocoa. I got orange, a lot of orange, that malt. Um, it's like a, I get like a nice sweet buttercream frosting. Uh, you know, some pears, some honey. It's very complex on the palate yeah. of the of the of everything. Every time you go back to it, you you seem to pick up something else. And it, it turned out some stunning whiskeys in India. You know, I mean, years ago. Most people didn't even know they made whiskey in India. And, you know, Amrut, I think, was really the first big one to come yeah. in. Paul John came in. You know, there's they're you know, they're starting you know, they're starting to come in now. And and I met these guys in Chicago last year when they released this particular one. And I'm like, I I need this for the show. I need this for the show. It's it's lovely. Like you said, extremely complex. The more you go into it, the more you get out of it. But yeah, you hit it on the head. It's just candy and 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 like a like a hayfield on a sunny day. Mm. Brent, do you know anything nice. more about what uh, about about the casks? Uh, gets they said American bourbon barrels and you're some European sherry. I don't know anything. No, nope. I know nothing. I know nothing. But I, I would agree. It's really complex. It's really interesting. It's again. It's like nothing I've ever really yeah. had before. Yeah. Uh, I would not immediately pinpoint it as Indian. Uh, I just thought no. It was you, that doesn't. That does. You don't even think that at all when no, you're trying it's, to. Six row barley's got a flavor to it, but yeah. it's yeah. not Scotch. It doesn't taste like typical Scotch. Right. It's it. Indian barley has a particular. I mean, I I can always taste it. Um, but I think it's just because I've been working on it for so long. It has a very distinct flavor to it. It's a little different than what you're used to in you know, your normal single malt scotch from Scotland. Uh, but it's it's lovely. I mean, it's really, really nice. I, th I think they've done a great job. What do you think, Justin? I think that the malt in this spirit is definitely pronounced. Um, on the nose, I got pears and almonds and malt. Um, I could smell the hayfield that everybody was talking about. On the palate, it was definitely malt dominant and then with uh, raisins and then a little bit of wood that I can't identify. And the finish was short when I first started drinking it, but now that it's been in the glass for a while, that finish has lengthened out a lot. And um, I agree with that completely. Yeah. It's really lengthened. I mean, the nose is just so it's it's like walking into a Pier One, you know that that yeah. sort of exotic smell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's. I'm looking forward to seeing more of their spirits here. I, th I think they're doing some very interesting stuff, and we're gonna be we're gonna be giving the uh, we're gonna be giving the Rampur Indian Single Malt Double Cask four sips. That's classified. 
So we're off to our last whiskey of the day, which I put dead last because I wanted to hold on to it until the last possible minute to make Brent so happy because there is nothing he loves more than a big old glass of smoky peaty whiskey. So today we have the Ardbeg Black Committee release for Ardbeg Day of the Fiche, which was supposed to have been... Um, was it last week, I think? I think it was supposed to have been last week. Uh, it's, it's in May. Um, I got, I got, they were kind enough to invite me there last year. Oh, my God, what a great time. Um, honestly, can't tell you a, a, a more, more stunning landscape than Iowa you will ever see in your life. I mean, the people were as friendly as they could be. The place is absolutely breathtaking in its beauty. The ocean around it is just so clear and beautiful. I mean... We, we, we went out on a boat trip and, and uh diver jumped over and started pulling scallops up. I mean, we were eating them right on the boat, raw out of the shell. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm six numbers away from moving to Iowa and building a giant castle. Um, but today we have the Ardbeg Black, which is a no-age statement, 50.7% ABV. That's 101.4 proof. It is the limited edition bottled in celebration of the Ardbeg Committee's 20th anniversary. To mark such a momentous occasion, the distillery vowed that the cast used to honor their global flock would be right on the nose. For the first time in Ardbeg's history, they round up, rounded up Pinot Noir casts from the country that lies furthest distance from Iowa, New Zealand. That other remote Iowa nation where sheep had been known to outnumber locals seven to one. And if you've been to Iowa, you know that the sheep probably are more like outnumbering people ten to one. Um First thing on the nose, just that lovely, just that Ardbegian smoke to it. That just, ah, oh, absolutely delicious smoke. Sooty, ashy on the palate. Mm. On the palate, I get a little bit of fruit, some cherry. And then just wave after wave of that beautiful, beautiful smoke coming back like a, like a campfire on the beach. Um, a little bit of the medicinal on it, but uh, just an extremely well put together, very tight art bag. What do you think, Justin? I think that um, the distillate in this is really heavy and hearts and not much heads or tails and it. it's like a really really clear fresh distillate and in the beginning when i first opened it there was a lot of smoke on the nose that dissipated over the last um, hour or so and it brought out some nice malt and sherry notes on the palate and had a really good mouthfeel to it um it would be creamy in the beginning and then go dry, which you don't normally see the mouthfeel change through drinking the spirit, but this one did. And on the finish, um, just really pleasant smoke. It reminds me of like a really high-end cigar smoking experience. I liked it a lot. Brent? Okay. <laughs> besides them spilling you, black, Brent. besides them spilling black wrong. The, uh, There's not three A's in black. Okay. Yeah, but um, this one here, I, and I, really I like a I like a a balanced 
uh, smoky whiskey, but this one, the smoke overtook everything to me. So this one was like, for, for me, if you want smoke in your whiskey, this is the one for you. This is overly smoked. Lord. Like I said, it's his favorite. Well, we're going to rate the Ardbeg Black four sips. That's under protest. That's against my, that's a protest for me too. Protest. Protest, protest. I agree with Brent. There's a lot of smoke, but it, this one's out of balance. You guys it's have smoke, no idea smoke, what you're and more about. smoke. There's yeah. nothing but smoke. Oh, please. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes. We found this one as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio and online at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CBS Radio, radio.com. Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher, and pretty much any other place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google Play Podcast Sip Sud Smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at itfo at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip Sud Smoke. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. You can also check us out on Instagram at Sip Suds and Smokes or at Made Man Bob. Want to thank our co-host for joining us. Thank you, Brent. Everything was a pleasure except for that last one. <laughs> Sissy. <laughs> thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another damp and dismal day in the basement. And thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bob. What a great way to get out of my house and drink whiskey with a bunch of fine folks good day alcohol kills covid yeah (laughs) so therefore none of us are ever going to get sick so well for sip suds and smokes this is made man bob we thank you for joining us remember life is too short to drink bad whiskey what about smoky whiskey (laughs) sissy been a one tan hand production of sip suds and smokes a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life from the dude in the basement studios your host the good old boys will see you all next time